Welcome back to another episode of Mind If I Crash. Guys, we were absent last week. Something came up last minute, so obviously we had to reschedule. But back by popular demand, I am your host, Tristan Taliano, and with me, once again, Mr. Tommy Zarlinga. Beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> so guys, we've, we've obviously missed you quite a bit. Um, if you guys are watching this or listening to this, this is your second episode this week. So you guys kind of lucked out there. If you guys haven't listened to episode 26, Friday Night Lights featuring Camden Hasledge, go check that out now. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. The video just dropped this morning. Um, full footage, uh, not full footage. So just so you guys are aware, um, and you guys, you know, can hear this on both the video and the audio version. Uh, we did about an hour and a half of video and about two hours and 20 minutes of audio. It wasn't anything trendy. It wasn't to be cool. That was simply just because I was running out of storage. So, uh, it had to be done. Um, guys, before we get going today, we got a lot we want to cover. We want to just give you another quick message from our proud sponsor, Life Widgets, now available in the Apple and Android app stores. Guys, if you guys are anything like me, you get tired of using social media, each platform every day, going from one to another, TikTok, Snapchat, it all does the same shit. Why not have the one-stop shop? With Life Widgets, it is my one-stop shop. Posts, pictures, videos, groups. It's got flirts for the singles in the area, making sure that you match with people who have similar interests. Guys, it's got everything that you need and more. Coming soon, you're going to be able to have your banking information, find cars and housing, jobs. If you're an employee or an employer, I mean, this is endless opportunity for you guys. Not to mention, we are coming close to the end of our cash giveaway sponsored by life widgets guys there's going to be three winners to this cash drawing all you have to do is download the app add me as your first friend at tristan taliano on the app and you guys are immediately entered you don't have to watch the drawing if you win i will find a way to contact you it doesn't have to be through you know it could be anyway um I'm assuming one of us knows you if you did so we will get to the bottom of that and we'll get you guys your your cash winning um so definitely go out show some support we're getting close to the end guys so anything you guys do will help even if you're just sitting around one night at a cookout tell you and your friends hey download this app if we get a little chance to get some extra cash on the side something nice guys Why not? um so thank you guys for tuning into this episode and we are going to get right into the swing of things we are going to be talking about a few different things but before I get into the combat sports, which I always end up starting it with, I do, guys, I want to reflect on my uh, trip to Disney. So, you know, if, if you guys were paying attention, I was somewhat vocal about taking this trip. Uh, I know you obviously knew I was taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you too. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, definitely had fun. And it, Disney's a magical place, especially like, so like for me, it was awesome because. Um, I got to take Jocelyn and Mia, two people who have never been to Disney. It's like taking the Disney virginity, you know, like they, that was so, that was a weird reference. I shouldn't have (laughs) probably said that referring to my daughter. That's fucking weird. Um, take two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to edit that out. I'm just kidding. Um, definitely like an amazing experience though. And, you know, Jocelyn, um, never had been to Disney. And so it was like super important for me as, you know, her boyfriend, as a partner, um, to, 
to do that with her. It was awesome. And her main thing is she wants to see the castle. You okay. know, what girl doesn't want to see right, the castle? Right. You could be, be five. You could be 55. Everyone right. wants to see that. Um, so the first few days, you know, we, we basically we wanted to make sure that we could hit everything that we wanted to do while we were there. Um, so for those of you guys that aren't aware of the way Disney operates within COVID, um, it's actually mm. kind of interesting. I forgot about COVID. Dude. So, right. When we booked the trip, we did it a few months prior, like two months prior. And COVID was still in full effect. Mask mandate, curfew, shit like that. And basically, you had to have your trip decided before you even like had the trip confirmed. So you had to have the airplane ticket first to prove that you would be there, right? Then you have to decide what parks you're going to be at and at what times. You have to like check in wow. before you even know. Like, how do you predict wow. that? That's that's like almost impossible to predict. So you have to like yeah have certain times that you're at it. So you have to split the day in two at two different parks, type of shit like that. Um, virtual line queues, all kinds of crazy shit. It was insane. Um, so we we get the trip. We stay at a resort from Disney. So we're on the Disney Resort. They've got some transportation shuttles. They got this awesome little skyline thing that's like, you know the one at Cedar Point? Mm -hmm. It's so much faster and the carts are like huge. It's like being on a mobile ski lift. A big fucking fast moving ski lift. Um, And it'll take you right from the resort to the parks. Amazing. Um, So that was like super, super cool. We got there. I will tell you this, um, and I was excited to kind of share this with you and and everyone on the podcast. Um, I, you know, we're special. I scratched guys. my little Star Wars itch. <laughs> so there's there's a few different Star Wars attractions, right? They have a little Star Wars world, and when you get there, it's like so nostalgic. You're just like, wow, like mm. I'm here. It reminds me of like the first time I went to Universal Studios and was in Harry Potter World. I started crying. Mm. The first time I was there and I was there with my little brothers and it was just like emotional for me because like my dreams coming true. I'm watching them like think they're in Hogwarts because they were younger <laughs> then. And it just like brought back like a ton of stuff where I'm like, this is so fucking sick. I'm looking at the Millennium Falcon. Like yeah. it was just cool. Um, but there's one in one ride in particular. Um, and I forget what the fucking name of it is, but if you guys know anything about Disney, you know that there's one ride in the entire world of Disney that is not a, a guaranteed shot. So it's it's like essentially buying sneakers, right? It's a virtual queue for this one ride, this one attraction. Okay. All day long. There's so you have to be on at seven. 7 a.m. or 1 p.m. Those are the times that you virtually from your phone can get into a virtual line to ride this. If you don't get it, and I'm talking seconds, you have five seconds. When it hits 7 o'clock, 7 a.m., you have to be, I had to be on the app at like 6.55, just refreshing, refreshing. I missed it the first time, right? And it it was five seconds sold out, ride closed out for the day. Oh, man. So I finally ended up landing a spot at one, right? That is like the like the sh- sneaker. It's, app. Yeah, it's yeah. literally. Um, I finally end up getting it, and my mom was making some moves because she was really the one like orchestrating this. Um, she added herself to my party, so the the only ones that got the ticket were me, Jocelyn, and my mom, because she put herself on her party. Mm. Her party wouldn't go through, meaning my brothers couldn't ride. 
I was so bummed um, that I, I, you know, me being the shysty criminal I am, <laughs> had to start like figuring out how am I going to make sure that my my kid brother is able to ride this. Gavin, the one who like literally came to Disney to ride this ride. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do it? I looked at him. We were having lunch. I said, you're going to be a chick for the day, bro. And he goes, what? You say I a said, chick? You're going to be a chick for the day. I said, Mom and Jocelyn, one of them, is not going on this ride. Me and you are going on this fucking ride. And you're going to check in as a girl. And he was just like, you think that'll work? I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, we're going to find out. Well, to our advantage, right? Um, it starts, and, and it's the Florida rain. So this ain't no ho. This is some real deal mm-hmm. rain type it's hot shit. too. Oh, my God. It was crazy. You can't even see in the rain. It comes down so hard. Mm. It starts raining. So me and him actually are sharing this poncho, holding it above <laughs> our heads like we're in the fucking Amazon. We check in. They couldn't even see him. You know, he was totally covered by this tarp. So when he checked in, they are like, go ahead. We got in, right? Hell yeah. Let me explain this ride to you. You get in. You're, you, you go through a fairly quick line because the, the real line is virtual. Yeah. You know, so it once you get accepted to ride, it'll tell you when to show up. Mm. Hey, show up and you basically walk on, right? Like a restaurant. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like basically scoring a, a little... high-class reservation. Yeah. Um, so we get in, into the walkthrough, and Disney decks out their, their lines. I bet. Everything to the, to the T is beautiful. Right. Um, so we get in, and we get into this, like, brief room, right? And they're counting into groups, like, you here, you here, you there. Um, and there's about, like, ten of us in this room. They're like, and they're like, all in costume, the, the employees, and they're like, um, all right, you know, Republic, we're going to brief you now. Um, and this giant door slides down, and then, boom, the lights go dark. They start, like, this video pops up, right? And they're, they're telling you what, like, what what the mission is, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so interactive. This isn't like a roller coaster. This is a real experience. Mm. Um, so they're briefing you, and then boom, like on some Tupac at Coachella shit, they shoot fucking the bad little shorty from Star Wars up on the, the hologram. fucking hologram, and it looks so real. I couldn't even tell that it wasn't her. It was just like, what wow. the fuck is that? Um, she's talking to us, and then like boom, chaos happens. The, the opposite side of the arm swings open, and you load into this ship, right? You get into this fucking spaceship. <laughs> And there's one of these things, these one of these fucking alien-looking things that's like the pilot, and he just turns around. And this isn't a hologram. This is like a full animatronic being that looks real. Uh-huh. And he just slides around, and he's like, hey, guys. He goes, today we're going to be going here, this, this, this. And, um, you know, the co-pilot starts taking off, and we fucking go from Disney out into space. Your eyes, the feel, the ship's moving. You think mm-hmm. you're in fucking space. Um, and then you get into this fucking fight. Well, the clones, the you know, the dark side mm-hmm. seizes your ship right in the middle of it. So, like, you get into this thing where, like, this the Death Star seizes your ship. And you're like, you're feeling the thick machine rock. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're just standing on it like you're in a subway. Right. And uh, the door slides open to the ship and someone from the fucking dark side comes in they're like get out 
And when we walk out, bro, I'm telling you, it's the most beautiful thing I had seen in my life, right? It's this whole building that Sorry, we Justin. weren't. <laughs> it's this whole building that I was not in when we first got onto the ride, right? It's not the briefing room. It is this giant hall with all of the clones. There's like fucking 30 clones standing there. And in the background, it's just this beautiful window and you're in outer space. Wow. And you feel like you're in space. Right. And it's just, it was just like the most beautiful scene I had ever seen. And I was in it in real life. Right. And I was just like, holy shit. This is amazing. Wow. You're on the Death Star. Like, you you're your, in this bitch. You got your, brother, you got your brother on it, so. Yeah, shit. dude. Oh, dude, we were, we were so hyped together. So then you have to start. So then basically, like, they take you hostage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then you get into these other lines. And then I realize, I see, like, in the line, like, they show you what you're about to ride on. And I was like, oh, that wasn't the ride? I thought that was the ride. <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah. You were going on a fucking whole ass other ride, strapped in and shit, right? So you get in to this other room, another briefing room, and then you see the fucking... He's not Darth Maul. Who's the other one that's got the fucking... Um, not Darth Maul, not Darth Vader. He's got the red saber, but he's got the two little ones that shoot out on the side. Uh, Kylo Ren. It was Kylo Ren, but I don't know. That was weird that that happened. Um... Basically, he starts fucking saying, like, I'm going to fuck y'all up. The Empire comes back. Uh, the Republic or whatever, whoever the good guys are, come back in and they're like, yo, we're here to save you. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they strap us into the ride. And it's basically like they got a little R2-D2 thing fucking as our pilot. Like, we're going to get you fucking out of here. And like, <laughs> so we're flying through this fucking course. Right. And it's not a roller coaster. It's like this machine that's ripping you around. But you're seeing, like, this entire world. You're seeing the big fucking machines. They're fighting with lightsabers, shooting fucking guns right, right past your face and shit. And you're like, holy shit. You really shit. felt like you were a part of it. Dude. Wow. It, you couldn't, you could not tell. Um, it was the fucking coolest thing I wow. think I had experienced. Yeah, I've never it been It was there. until I went to the Avatar ride. Oh. Brother, when I tell you, I cried from the beauty of that ride. I cried. So I got on this Avatar ride not knowing what to expect. Last time I was ever in Disney, that ride did not exist yet. So we get in and my whole family can go for this one, by the way. Um, (laughs) We we get through the line and they have this giant, you know, have you seen the movie Avatar? Yes. Yes. You know how big they are. Yes. They have this giant Avatar in an incubator. You know how they like sit in that watery incubator tank? And it's life size, bro. It's like fucking eight, nine, ten feet tall. Oh, and you wow. see how big it is, and you're I'd like, love to stay next to one of those. "Holy shit, that thing's fucking huge, dude!" Um, it tells you like you're gonna ride on their little fucking dragon thing. You mm-hmm. know how they have those mm-hmm. birds they fly they connect on, connect with their like their hair. And yes, stuff. Yeah. yep. Um, so it's like it's the rite of passage, la da da. So that was what that's what the ride is. You're making your first ride on this. So you get into the the actual thing that you're riding on. The furthest thing you could find from a roller coaster. They give you these glasses. You put them on. um, And then you sit like you're on a bike on this thing. And this bar comes up and attaches to your feet. And then another one like comes out onto your chest to hold you in place. And Oh, it sounds like it's about to get wild. Bro. It it just like in the movie, it shoots you in to like you you like log in to the the avatar. Uh Uh-huh. 
and you're on that fucking thing and like it's just moving like woof, woof, and you're like holy shit you feel your equilibrium thinks you're there yeah, yeah, you know like convinced. you and that thing just starts fucking moving like whoosh, whoosh. and I'm like holy shit dude this fucking feels real it starts doing spear dives down I was down. just gonna ask if it kamikaze straight dude, down it felt so wow. real they had wind blowing in your face water splashing you and shit when I do that, that's I mean I was crying. Yeah, and it, it was like I've never fucking experienced something. And that movie like this. was a beautiful movie. Like oh the my colors, God. the creatures. So like to actually sit there and like and be in be your spot, and experience that. Like yeah. I don't blame you that you cried, bro. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. I, I'm I've been meaning it not as of lately, but that's something on my bucket list. I wanna I wanna go. To Disney. I definitely gotta go. Yeah. I would say if you're gonna make the trip, pay for like. A day at Disney and a day at Universal, okay. both in Orlando. You would do yourself a, a a disservice by not going to Universal Studio. Every ride there Enough is said. just like those two. It's really? all an experience. It's fucking amazing, dude. Huh. It's amazing. Hmm. What, about, um, what about like the the, the prices? Is, is it reasonable? Is it similar to Cedar Point? Is oh it... no, fuck no! It's so goddamn expensive. Oh. That's why I said find like research, find the rides you know you want to ride. Okay. And then simply go just to hit those. So like only pay for what it is you want to see. So when you get a ticket, when you go, you're not paying for the whole entire amusement park. You're paying only for certain rides. You're, you buy a pass. It looks like a watch pretty much. And okay. it scans you into your park. And it you're not you paying you can... for the ride. No. you. If you get into the park, you, you're, can... you can do whatever. Okay, okay. But just still do your research. That way you can go and ride. You just like know which you... two parks. Like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to these two okay. parks. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, because my little brother just uh, talked to me about Cedar Point, and Cedar Point sounds very similar to like the whole reserve, and you got to mm-hmm. be there at a certain day, a certain time. Yes, in a lot of ways, it's super similar to an amusement park. But it's better. Oh my God. I want to cry, too. It's so much better. I cried lately. I, Actually, I lied. I just cried earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, dude, I, cried, I, I was crying for almost 30 minutes yesterday. Um, and before you guys want to say, oh, he's a punk, he's a bitch, go fuck yourself. Real men cry, motherfucker. Yes, we do. We don't wear pink. We cry. And that's on facts, baby. <laughs> I cried for 30 minutes yesterday watching a goddamn TV show. I was just about to ask, are you okay? Like, he didn't. I've he been crying a lot lately. He didn't call me. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> we, can, we can cry together, dude. <laughs> you want to come over and watch the show with me? I'm, I'm crying. I'm so down. <laughs> Get some wine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> some cheese puffs. Jesus Christ. I'm down. Um, that sounds like an experience. I definitely want to do that. Yeah, I, no, I, I would, do both. You would, you would definitely enjoy it. Um, Take my little brother with me. Before we wrap up the whole Disney talk, guys, if you guys aren't aware, um, Epcot, amazing place to go. Um, Epcot basically has all the different worlds. You know, um, what a lot of people end up trying to do is they do uh, a world tour. So for me, like I'm a big boy, I like to eat and shit. Um, while the family was like going around from world to world doing drinks, my fat ass is like trying to get food food from every place. (laughs) So like a lot of people basically get drunk there and have a drink at every world. Me, I'm like, y'all got Naki noodles and what what y'all got some duck. Let's get it, dude. That Um, actually is wild. Like you actually get to try different food there too. And it's amazing. Dude, I'll tell you. um, There's so much more to those, those two parks than I ever would have imagined. France is so fucking beautiful. Mm. France, like, I want to go to France just because of what I had there mm-hmm. at Disney. Because what do you experience? The food was the so good. A little glimpse of life. So good. Huh. So Interesting. good. Interesting. 
Um, but yeah, um, guys, let me know if you've ever been to Disney or considering what is your favorite ride or the one ride you know you want to make top of your priority list, guys. Make um, me a list. Yeah, yeah. Help my man's <laughs> Help out. Help me out. Basically, become his travel agent. Please. Please. Please, <laughs> please Travelocity. Um, guys, we're going to take a super quick break, and we will be right back. Uno momento. All right, guys. We are back after a quick break, and we are here to break down what we always talk about now on this show. Oh, my God. Are you frozen? <laughs> my man froze. Microsoft-type shit. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, guys, we're going to be talking about combat sports because in these last two weeks, a lot has happened. Um, and I haven't been able to address it. Um, and this is the platform to do so, ladies and gentlemen. So, Welcome. Uh, what I want to talk about first is the one thing that has had me hype ever since I watched it on Saturday. And that is what? UFC 263. Yes, sir. Um, monster card. Even the prelims. You know, you're seeing ranked fighters duking it out. Um, definitely super happy. There's a few cards that will stay with me over time. Not just for one in particular fight, but for the night itself. Um, and I was super happy with the outcome of USC 263. So, you know, starting, I'm not going to go crazy in detail with the, the prelims because that's just going to bore people. But uh, starting with the main cards... Um, you know, Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz, right? Two guys who love to bang. You got Nate Diaz, uh, an American gangster through Nate. and through. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone's rowdy about it, you think Nate Diaz, yep. not afraid to fight you in an octagon, but also not afraid to fucking fight you outside. Uh, he fights because he loves it. He, he fights because it's what he does, you know? Um, if someone was built to to be a warrior, it was that man. Mm-hmm. He's a, Him and his brother. One of the best shit talkers in the world, too. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. And I love like when he when he's doing weigh-ins and shit or face-offs and he pumps his chest <laughs> like he's big. He like holds his arms out. And I'm like, dude, you are so fucking skinny. It's, I know. It's actually like funny. <laughs> I love it. And, so it, and there's some honor behind it. You know? <laughs> this is exactly what he does. And he... Listen here, yeah, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. With, you know, give me something to hit. A little pup-pup pass. <laughs> he's such a fucking goofball, but he's a banger, he's a too. He's a goon. Um, so, Leon Edwards, I think, like, statistically, at least in his weight division, has, like, the most wins. Something wild. He's got some stat. You don't have to look that up. He's 19-3. and three. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's got the longest win streak. Something. He's got fucking something going for him, right? Uh, definitely a promising fighter. Um, and there's big talk that whoever wins, or whoever won that fight, um, was going to get the next shot at Kamaru Usman, mm. which is definitely a cool, cool concept. Um, definitely something to think about. Um, here's one thing, and I will go off topic just for a second. I just saw the new pound for pound uh, fighter rankings. Kamaru Usman taking number one. Um, guys, I'm sorry, but Kamaru Usman is not that guy. You, you are not that guy. When I tell you that, um, yeah, he's the champ. I don't think he's going to be for much longer. Someone eventually is going to either come down or rise up to whoop his fucking ass. Kamar Usman's a boring fucking fighter. That dude sucks through and through. Uh, corny ass motherfucker. 
And Way too cocky, dude. He's an asshole. He's cocky, but he also, like, like Conor McGregor even said it himself. Bro, quit trying to use my flow, you goofball. Mm, like, quit yep. trying to use my lines, you fucking mm-hmm. weirdo. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sound authentic. That's how I know he's stealing it from Conor. It sounds so unauthentic that I can't even get behind the dude. I'm like, yeah, this dude fucking sucks. It's, it's so not, not authentic where his belt might be fake. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit gold dip, boy. That shit gold plated. He's got bad knees, too, like horrible knees. He walks on grass. And I he, can't he stand walks him. downstairs backwards. Oh, because of his knees? Yeah. I don't know Jesus if you ever knew that. I didn't know that. No, my older brother told me that, and I looked it up, and it's true. He really does. He's at such bad knees. He doesn't walk on con. Well, if he has to, he obviously will. But if he can choose to walk on grass, he will. Wow. And when he walks down steps, he walks on backwards. Yeah, that makes me hate him even more. That's so <laughs> corny. Weirdo. That's corny. Um, Kamaru is a boring-ass fighter, but whoever wins this fight gets a you know, is most likely going to get the next shot at him, right? So the fight takes off. Uh, Leon Edwards putting a fucking beating down on Nate. Uh, a lot of people, when they see blood, assume that that person is losing the fight. Now, in this scenario, points-wise, he was. Um, but what we have to realize about Nate Diaz is the boy's face is filled with scar tissue. Um, so he breaks easy. He bleeds in pretty much any fight. Win, lose, or draw. It's not he's almost Nate, always bleeding. It's not a Nate Diaz fight if he's not bleeding. It wasn't a It wasn't a credit to Leon or his striking. It's just the boy fucking bleeds. Frail skin, that's all it is. Yeah, and a lot of fucking tissue to just split. Um, so, yeah, uh, the fight starts taking off uh, late, though, late into the fight. Uh, Diaz miraculously lands a nice Stockton slap followed with a cross that puts him... <laughs> on his fucking almost puts him on his ass um rings his bell mm-hmm. he falls back into the cage totally disoriented um and everyone thought that that was that shot but that just proves once again obviously leon edwards ended up winning by i think unanimous decision does is it unanimous it just says decision that's okay um i mean one but the whole world pay their respects to nate diaz because you Realistically, if that fight would have gone any, don't don't even worry about it. No, All right. um, that fight would have gone any longer. He he could have put him down. So um, I always love Nate. That shows you he's a banger. Like he's, he doesn't he, he doesn't need to be told that he won to know he won the fight. Like he looked right. at him probably thinking in his head like. I just finished you. Like, I could finish you right now. And even at the end of the fight, he told him, like, hey, man, like, I'm happy that you won. Like, don't let don't let anybody take anything away from you. Like, if you want it, go go for it. Go you get deserve that shit. it. So, like, much yeah. respect to Nate. Nate, Nate won. Great dude. I love Nate, Nate Diaz. That's why I got this poster right here. This McGregor Diaz uh, UFC, like, 196. I can't really see it right now. That, mm-hmm. that fucking event was just like I was talking about. A legendary event just like this. Mm-hmm. Um Misha Tate chokes out Holly Holm. Upset. Takes the belt. McGregor versus Diaz. Diaz chokes Conor McGregor out on a fucking upset loss. Short notice. I've loved Nate Diaz for a long time, but that night just solidified his legacy of what that man really is. He doesn't even care to win. He just wanted wanted to be on an important card. He wanted to be on something where many people are going to watch because of all the names on there. He doesn't want to be on these these low balls. He doesn't want to be low balled. He thinks he's up there with the top bangers, and I think he is too. I really think he is. I mean, shit, when they consider giving the winner of that fight a title shot, I would have to say guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Um you know, moving on to the next fight, though, one fight that um, I had a lot of 
praise going into uh, for both of the fighters, uh, Davison Figueroa and uh, Brennan Moreno. Brandon Moreno. <sighs> Amazing. Mexico, Their last fight. There you go. Mexico, let's go, dude. That was their first fight was a brawl. Those dudes slugged it out from start to finish. So seeing the rematch was much deserved because no one, no one was able to bang with Figueroa the yeah. way Moreno was. Yep. I was just gonna say that. Figueroa I remember watching killer. that fight in shock. I just remember staring at the TV round after round like these dudes are banging yes just like (laughs) that's gonna be the thumbnail for this video (laughs) these dudes are banging right now and uh was super impressed with both both of their performances so going into this fight super excited um go ahead and read me uh the stats because you know, Moreno did end up winning by submission late in the fight. What round? So, Three? let me see real quick. Oh, it might not show. Yeah, That's it okay. doesn't show. Uh, definitely won by submission, obviously. Uh, round three. Yes, it does. Round three at uh, the two-minute, 26-second mark. Awesome. Um, so, Moreno had one knockdown. Um, Figueroa did not. Uh, but comparing the total strikes between the two, um, you had uh, Figueroa at 33 out of 45, which was 73% total strikes landed, compared wow, to Moreno's 71 out of 109. So that was a 65%. So Figueroa won the, seven, the total strikes landed, 73% to 65 the significant strikes or the hard strikes um, yeah, that were important, blows. damaging. You had uh, Figueredo get 66% landed compared wow. to Moreno's 55. And then takedowns, um, Figueredo had one compared to Moreno's two. Um, they oh. were two for two. So, the man, if it wasn't for that submission, Figueredo probably would have taken off on the guy. Um, or maybe one by Those decision. significant strikes can make such a difference on the scorecard. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, is you know, you got three judges looking at the same fight, but with different fucking mm-hmm. perspectives. So that, that also shows you that you need to have more than a game of punching. You need to have ground game, submission game. Because oh my gosh, yeah. that you're the complete fighter if you can strike and Full submit package. people. And he proved it because Figueredo, he was a killer, man. This guy was a savage. Yeah. This yep. guy and such a nice dude, though. But what I want to know, yeah, very nice. I'm pretty sure wasn't he like a dishwasher or Maybe. something? Maybe I know he, dude. He came from the gutter, like bro. nothing, the bro. Gutter. Like from the mud. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not saying this because I'm taking anything away from Reno, not at all. But was for Figueroa like 100 healthy? Didn't he just get over like a stomach virus? No, that was their first fight. I was, think it was, it was yeah. the first one. Oh, okay. and Figueroa like stays missing weight and shit. Like, dude's kind of like out like. He just likes to live life now that he's like in a good position. Did, did he miss like what? Did he miss his last fight? Like he wasn't able to make weight. No. What happened it? is he defended his belt or he won his belt um, against Megan Olivi's wife. Why do I not know his name right now? I literally know him. Um, he he won his belt and then defended it against Moreno. Literally like two weeks later. That's what it was. Okay. He did some wild shit. He the did first some. Fight. He he was like fighting back to back to back, yes. where people were shocked that like he was able to bounce back and keep winning because fights in the UFC, dude. I mean, what that they happen what once every people are lucky six to months? get three fights in a, in a year. If that's if they're pushing and moving. I, I think the last words I know is Israel. Adesanya, he, Izzy he, stays. He had, yeah, he he's stays an active moving. champ. That's what he said. He's an active right. champ. But 
that was that was a great fight. I didn't actually physically watch the fights, but I did rewatch them and man, like so happy. big card. Like you better get a plaque. Yeah. Yeah, and I will. <laughs> this, I'll add that because too. that that's exactly what I was already that was thinking awesome. is um that definitely deserves a spot on the wall. Um you know, I say uh, Davison, great guy. Moreno is such a fucking awesome dude through and through. Uh, just good heart, sweet dude, um, and so deserving of the belt. Oh, yeah, you, you know? could just tell he wanted it. He's so crying. happy for him, his family, his country. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Mexico having their first UFC champion. I mean, that's huge. huge. That's that's amazing. You got him and you got Canelo. You know, you, know, you got yeah, multiple people. bangers. Mm-hmm. Um Proud. You know, and Andy Ruiz representing the Latino community. You know, just a good time for them right now. Uh, amazing fight through and through. You know, I and I, I maybe we'll see a three to settle once and for all. It would make sense because they're both one. They got one and one, so it makes sense. Let's see. Um, I, I definitely want to see Moreno fight someone different first. A few different times, maybe get a few different okay. um, opponents under his belt, and then they go back at it. True. She's like to kind of see like, is this guy really? you know, worth the hype that that he's building. And I know? believe so. I think so, I, too. I believe so. But you got to see more out of that it. That division is super small. We have to understand that, one, that division never... Well, those are small dudes. Dana was going to get rid of the division. Well, and Mighty Mouse fucking dominated for so long. Like, yeah. You know, he literally was unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, no, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was unbeatable, and he was the smallest one in the division. So um, it's nice to see a little switch up. Seeing the belt move around a little bit better. Um, I'm just excited to kind of see what happens. This fight proved that that, that division needs to stay. Yeah. Like, there are exciting people. You just have they, ha- they have to get be brought to the surface is all it is. Don't get rid of the division, dude. I agree. Don't. Um, moving on to the main event. The reason that I love the sport um, and continue to stay engaged. Um, my favorite. I am a fanboy for Mr. Israel Adesanya, the last style I'm a bender. lover. I'm a lover. Um, little side note before we get into the stats on that fight. Um, I did a reaction video to the first fight um, uploaded on my YouTube. And I had this dude so pissed off. He was like, dude, you're so biased towards Israel. It's annoying. And I said, if you saw any anything in that first fight worth Marvin Vittori's fucking win... Please tell me, you clown-ass motherfucker. Uh, So I ended up, like, beefing with this dude super heavy on the internet. And then I just said, look, little bitch, I'm going to message you on Saturday night after the win just to fucking show you that you're irrelevant and your opinion is wrong. And Israel won. As soon as as Israel won, I sent him a kiss emoji. (laughs) I just sent him the kissy face. Um, he was he was super pissed about. <laughs> Had a reminder like, Jesus, set up in your man, phone. You must you me. must have an annoying life. I said, dude, you're commenting on a video with 500 views. Talk about talk about someone having a lonely fucking life. Yeah, true. You're the weirdo commenting on a fucking video with 500 views. Um, <laughs> it's like you're the you're the goof here, you fucking troll. I, I hope, hope you're watching watches. this. Yes. Fucking <laughs> clown, weirdo. <laughs> but that fight, man, uh, was great. I mean. Marvin, he's a tough guy. He was fighting back. He no, was, yeah, he is. You know, you he can is. see the boxing. He tries. In it. He tries to. But he definitely I mean, tries. Israel is just—he's another animal. He's a different beast. And on the ground, that's the thing—is like you—you kind of see where Vittori lets Israel in his head. 
and he does uh, leading up to both fights, mm-hmm. in the fight, after the fight. He he cannot accept um, the the skill level that Israel Adesanya has. Um, so he makes excuses. He denies the obvious truth. I mean, the dude's got two losses and thinks he has and he deserves two wins. Mm-hmm. You're living in a different world, dude. No, a win's a win's, a loss a loss. Yeah, Simple. And, and show me the overwhelming evidence, you know? I don't see any. No, it's very minuscule if there is any. Um, when we go by style and domination, who's controlling the ring, who's controlling the fight, it's Israel Adesanya time. every time. Um so I don't know. Um, definitely, definitely biased. You know, actually, I, I will admit that I'm biased yeah, towards Israel. I mean, um, he's he's the champ for a reason. His stats can back up the bias. Yeah, it, it really can. What are the stats on that fight in particular? So comparing them, uh, neither of them had any knockdowns, uh, zero piece uh, total strikes thrown. That is a significant difference. Fifty eight percent compared to Marvin's forty three percent. He wow, like. 30 more strikes, 122 compared to Marvin's 91. Israel is so good at making Marvin Vittori miss. It's actually funny and watching. his significant strikes is even is even more mind. Guys, sorry for that brief interruption. Some people decide that it's a good time to FaceTime and call you while you're in the middle of a video they know you're recording. Um, absolutely insane to me. I call that being a bozo. <laughs> So, back to the stats. You were talking about significant difference. Yeah. So, the significant strikes is actually, like, is kind of embarrassing if I was Marvin because Israel has 53%, so 96 out of 181 strikes, compared to Marvin's 58 out of 176. That's below Sheesh. 50%. That yeah. is 33%. Um, Takedown-wise, Israel didn't try any. He's 0 for 0. Marvin was 4 for 14. So, Marvin did get him down. But I mean, it, it it didn't didn't mean anything. So looking at the stat wise, you could it's a no brainer for Marvin to think that he can for Marvin to say. Wait, I hold won. on, hold on. Let me see that again. He did fourteen takedown attempts and he, he only four. got four. Yeah, that's trash. I'm sorry, buddy. That's not that doesn't mean shit. So to Marvin, me. to look that actually at that means nothing for him to look at that and say, "Oh, I won the fight, bro. You are crazy. You have been blown out in every category here." Yeah, Every and their first fight was a little bit closer, but still, I mean, he got bulldogged like he, trash to the to the to the eye of society. You got bulldogged. It, Maybe on paper it was close, but you still didn't fucking win. Israel even said when uh, so there was one point in the fight where Marvin almost did. I believe a, knee, a rear naked choke on him had him in a little. He said he wasn't afraid at all. Yeah, no, he literally reverses it, puts it back on him, and starts choking him and he says in his post interview that he it was kind of like an x-rated kind of thing like that's how intense the choke was and he even said he saw his soul leave his body he asked me he goes you're he's like are you afraid you're afraid aren't you like bro i don't know how i would feel like i'm getting my ass whooped and then now i have this guy choking me who's whooping my ass telling me you're afraid aren't you like that's a badass man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a banger that's a, right that's there. That's an animal. You see, he grabbed a handful of his ass, gave him a few little taps <laughs> on the butt. You see at the end, dude. Yeah, he fell on the ground like, oh yeah, yeah. He's a clown, bro. He's so funny <laughs> He's a with troll. that shit. He says it. He's a troll. Um, guys, if you're looking for something that's the closest thing to WWE but still real, watch an Israel Adesanya <laughs> fight. I promise you, you guys won't be fucking embarrassed. Uh, you get embarrassed. You guys won't be let down. Um, fucking love the kid. Uh, moving on with the episode, guys. Uh, another fight happened um, last week or two weeks ago, and that was uh, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. 
Um, it was the day I got back from Disney. Ended up watching it with my brothers and my dad. Um, interesting event, to say the least. Uh, Chad Ocho Cinco was on that undercard. He ended up getting put down, <laughs> lost the fight. But a lot of people showing him praise, giving him respect. You gotta, you gotta love who Chad Johnson is at heart. Um, oh yeah, amazing athlete, oh, icon yeah. in the sport of football, icon in general in the in the eye of pop culture. Um, changed the way people act, present themselves, showboat. Um, just an amazing, amazing character through and through. Mm-hmm. Just loud mouth. I love um, it. And you can back it up too, man. Oh my god, I love people who talk shit. He would find a way to beat you. Mm -hmm. I've never seen someone run willingly at Ray Lewis, get laid out, and and go back to his coach like, "Yep, that was Ray," (laughs) and (laughs) then try to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, it was just funny shit, you know. Um, But the main event, obviously, the the reason I'm addressing the situation, uh, Logan Paul managed to sign a fight with the greatest boxer, debatably of all time, fifty and oh, a very impressive record. Um, with one defeat off record um, against a little... uh, Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, um, yeah, Floyd Mayweather fought this. uh, Tell me about him. Uh, So they both, you know, Logan and Floyd fought. Um, ESPN scored the bout 78-74 to for Mayweather, obviously. Uh, Mayweather landed a total of 43 punches compared to Paul's 28. Um, And out of the 43 punches that Floyd threw, 36 of them were power shots. And Paul landed 21 power shots. So it's it's similar. Uh, It's a seven-punch difference compared Mm -hmm. to when you do the power punches. So seven punches out of the total punches they threw were not power punches. So they were trying to put a show on for yeah the they're looking to fucking kind of parade their their skills or mm-hmm. just make the event what it is mm-hmm. um do i think floyd mayweather gave it his all no um no, but was, i do accept that he's older and he's fighting a man bigger taller heavier uh-huh. and y- much younger than him but it was an entertainment stand it was entertaining was. and that's that's what that event was meant to be yep. i think people came in with expectations that um I learned just from watching his dickhead brother, um, you shouldn't put on those type of fights because they're not real fights, you know? Nope. They're meant to be entertainment, and that's exactly how I treated it. That's Mm -hmm. what I chose to treat it as. Um, But through and through, cool to watch. You know, he came down with the bust-down Charizard on the iced-out Charizard pennant chain. That was cool, but I don't forgive you, Logan, for what you did to the Pokemon market because I, for one, am a Pokemon guy. I collect, I play, I buy, and you just messed it all up. Kudos to you, though, man. You got something super expensive. I wish I had that yeah, card. Yeah, my man does what he does, I guess. he. I can't get anything now. I he's mean, trying to sell that Charizard for, like, millions right now because he wore it on his neck. But we'll see. You we'll know? see what happens. We'll see what happens. He better hope he's got a real fucking... He, he's got to strike gold by having a super fanboy of him, him and then have a super fanboy of first-generation Pokemon. Now, he's got a better chance of having a first-gen Pokemon fan than he does having a super fan of him that's willing to pay anything over a million dollars for anything he's got. He's got more of a chance. Hey, we'll see. Having the card compared to more of a chance having to win that fight with Floyd. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you did win in a sense if you think about it. You know, it was smart, though. You know, they had... uh, the only way to win was be by knockout, pretty much, or mm-hmm. the judge calling or the ref calling it. Um, but there was no judges, no one keeping score, and that's how it was. That's how it's supposed to be. 
um, when you make a spectacle of, of, of an event. Um, neither of them were looking to devastate the... I think Logan Paul would have loved to fucking put Floyd down, but he just couldn't do it. Um, and that's what happens when you're fighting debatably right. the greatest of all time. Right. Um, going on to something that is absolute nonsense, though, is... And this is very brief. Another event that took place somewhere in these last two weeks was Lamar Odom boxing Aaron Carter. Yes, I saw that, bro. Uh, that was the most outrageous thing I'd ever it seen. It was atrocious. You guys can watch that somewhere. and Just literally type in Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter and you'll find the fucking fight. Bro, Aaron Carter, Twitter. straight like, crackhead now. Goofball. Both of them, actually. Yeah, holy shit, I didn't think about that. Both of them. It was a, it was a bad fight, bro. And I don't know what Carter was doing, but he was throwing these like 360 Carter just ballerina trash. Hooks. The dude can't fight. Like, and I didn't expect him to, but I did expect more from Lamar. I was like, "Bro, yeah, come he's on. an athlete. Like, like, put him down." And he's huge compared yeah, to him. Put yes. that motherfucker down, and he did. You know, he got some good shots. Put him on his ass. Uh, but that was a clown ass fight, bro. Whoever put the and I, here's the thing. I actually, when I, I didn't even know it was a thing until the press conference came out. They held the press conference in the middle of a mall at like a jewelry store on some ghetto shit. Of course it was a jewelry store. And the promoter was such a goon, dude. He looked like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. He was wearing this (laughs) dumbass suit. Fucking, he like brought his daughter out. Like, I just want you guys to see my daughter. You know his fucking punk ass 16 year old daughter was like dad give me some views yeah it was such a cringeworthy fucking event everything all the all the media around the event everything was so cringy i would never never i had a disgusting expression on my face when i watched the when i was watching the video too i was like oh what yeah oh he did that that shit let me down bro first of all who thought to put carter and odom together like what happened? The like, battle of the fucking rock, dude. The crack rock. <laughs> battle of the crack rock, baby. I just like And yeah, before anyone gets pissed, I'm allowed to say it, dude. I'm allowed I, to I'm allowed to it's I'm allowed to call someone a crackhead. I smoke crack. I'm just kidding, I don't smoke crack. I just did before the show. <laughs> Basers, baby. No, but yeah, I was so when I, I, I found out about that and I was like, what? Looked it up, saw the fight, and I yeah, I was disgusted. I didn't uh that's something that shouldn't have been shown on TV. No, shouldn't dude, that, have been that shouldn't have even been a thing. No. They should have taken that thought, taken that idea, and basically put down whoever came up with it, like yeah. a dog. Just put put them down. But, of course, it made money. They got money. And, I mean, what are you guys going to spend it on, I wonder? Yeah. <sighs> also, you know, somewhat cringy, but a little bit better. Uh, we had the... Battle of the Influencers or some shit like that. Um, I don't really know what the full event was called. TikTok versus YouTube, yeah, guys. That's what um, it is. We live in a day and age, and we're from a generation where either of these apps are inevitable. I know you don't have TikTok, do you? No, I don't. It's mind-blowing Because to me. I will go into a rabbit hole. I love TikTok. <laughs> I also love YouTube. Um, but here's the thing, guys. You know, the... The event was basically um, YouTube's top creators versus TikTok's top creators. And they did a good job of getting big names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the big, big fights, um, they were all equally big. But the, the co-main and the main event, I believe, was um, Taylor Holder versus Anasan Gibb. 
And then the main event was um, Austin McBroom versus Bryce Hall. Now, for the most part, who was right before that? Taylor Holder or Vinny Hacker and Deji? Yeah. All right, so here. Um, you got read me read me from bottom up from least a priority up into the main event. So read the it entire was card. Landon McBroom versus Ben Azelart. Okay. Tanner Fox versus Ryland Storms. Uh, Fazy Jarvis. Faze Jarvis. Faze, uh, that's what I thought. From Faze Clan, yeah. Uh, Michael Lee. Versus- he actually, so before we move on, uh, Faze Jarvis actually was the only person that won by knockout in this entire event. Did so, he win money for that him. too? I'd imagine. I, I thought he won a million dollars. Oh, yeah, there's a knockout bonus. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's what they said. They said, you guys are going to wear 16-ounce gloves and knockouts are allowed. Yeah. Good for you guys. I'm happy you guys are, you know, making money and stuff, but that's... That dude, like when you have to have like a restriction, when you have to say, hey, 16 ounce gloves are allowed and so are knockouts like that. You should just think like when you're boxing, like you should just be allowed to knock somebody out. So that's another reason why I don't really take these fights that serious. Not only because it's a more of an influential fight, but because you have to be told knockouts are allowed. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, DDG versus Nate Wyatt. You know who DDG is? Moonwalking through Calabasas. Yes, now yeah. I do. Now I do. Um, Nate Wyatt has a face that makes me want to fucking rearrange him. Um, oh. He's just got an ugly face. Really? I don't like the way face the dude looks. Face that a looks. mother could love? Yeah, dude. Open up another window and just search Nate Wyatt. There's something about the motherfucker I don't like. Um, I would love to punch him. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if that's is that him? He's got like facial hair and shit now. Yeah, that's him. That's that goofball. Oh wow. Oh, he looks like he wants to be something that he's clearly not. He like angry smiles. Yeah, I don't like the dude. No, no, he's something super tatted though. I think isn't he? Looks like. Nah. It. No, I don't think so. I think those are paint ons. Yeah, not. he doesn't. I don't. As far as I know, I don't think he's got real tattoos. But. Um, um, they, I don't even know who won that fight, but after that, who do you who do you, you get? Got Deji uh, versus Vinny Hacker. Vinny Hacker, my guy, pretty much the only one that won from the. T- He's the only one that won on TikTok. Side. Really, uh, oh. Vinny Hacker looks, in my opinion, looks identical to my brother Liam. So, shouts out to Vinny Hacker. Shouts out to my brother Liam. I'm rocking with y'all. Ooh, so your brother's cute. Yeah, that's a pretty motherfucker, bro. Yeah, pretty motherfucker. Yeah, I call a guy cute. Like, yo, bro, you cute. Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Bro, no, you're Hell ugly. Hell yeah, Vinny Hacker, good looking dude. That's I mean, girls love Vinny Hacker. Girls love good looking dudes. And then you got... <laughs> that's facts. I'm, Anison Gibb. Okay, thank yeah, you for pronouncing okay. that. Versus Taylor Holder. That's then, UK influencers there. It's like it? him and Deji and KSI. Okay. Yeah, they're all I like KSI. I, I like him. Deji He's is KSI's kid brother. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. yep. I like KSI. Anison Gibb, though... Originally from like Saudi Arabia, um, he fought Jake Paul, and I think, but I believe Jake Paul's first pro fight. Um, and yeah, see it right there, the picture. Yep. And eh, he lost. Guy. He lost pretty quick, um, and it was super out of shape. Looked like a fucking upside down pear, and then came on this fight, shredded up. Um, confident that he's going to be Taylor Holder. And if you guys know anything about this event or just about these content creators in general, Taylor Holder prides himself on having experience in boxing and mixed martial arts. Claims to be a uh, well-rounded striker. 
um, good with his hands. And here's the thing, guys. When you have or put off this persona and then get fucking whooped by Anasan Gibb, not only do you show that the event was fixed because then they they forced the event to be they forced that fight to be declared a draw when it clearly was not. Mm. You have the internet pissed off right now. The internet is fucking on its ear. The YouTube community is fired up. Another reason why this event was a joke. Stating that this dude uh, did not deserve the win. Anasan Gibb clearly won. Um, Taylor Holder it didn't look bad. I'll give him that. He did not look bad. He wasted too much time in a fight with short rounds and not enough rounds, clearly, to play defense and try to yeah. let his opponent get gassed. Listen, the kid wasn't gassed. The kid came prepared. And it's not a 12-round fight. You got to understand in, like, round three, like, look, this dude's not letting off the gas. I got to go out there and fucking get it in. And he just wasn't doing that. I mean, he was getting shots off, but nothing com- in comparison. I mean, Gibb from start to finish was just constantly applying pressure, throwing shots, keeping him moving, mm-hmm. keeping his fucking keeping Taylor's back against the the ropes. I mean, it was it was impressive, um, and I wanted Taylor Holder to win. I mean, they said the kid is a well-rounded striker. I wanted one of these people to actually really be about what they say, and he just wasn't. Um, and then obviously you have your main event, and you've got Austin McBroom. <laughs> Um, basically the face of family content creators. You know, there's all these weird subcultures of YouTube. You got people like the Nelk Boys who love to party and do pranks. I love those You've got guys. reaction videos. You've got the legends like PewDiePie. Um, and then you've got this weird culture um, of family videos. They're, they're families that basically show themselves living day-to-day lives. They're like family vlogs. They're cool, but they're also like kind of corny in mm-hmm. the same way. It's like it's basically like people are watching you live your life. I'm cool with it. I like the idea of it. I think it's got a lot of potential. But they make a lot of fucking jack doing so. Like mm-hmm. they make a lot of money just making these mm-hmm. like weird videos. Um but always, he's he's clearly the face of I've it. I've always thought about how cool it'd be to to have that done. Like I I would I would love to be followed around and recorded all day. They make it themselves though. It's basically like if I walked around with that oh. tripod and was recording. So it gives it like a more in touch feel. Uh, but it's cool, you know. I'm not I'm not dissing it. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And if you're not like a mega star like like him, Mhm. Everyone else is just like, you got, y'all are doing too much mm-hmm. to try to be someone or try to be him or be something that you're not. Um, but he's definitely the face of family YouTube. And then you have Bryce Hall, um, loved by the young girls of the world, but hated by a majority of the rest. Um, like this guy. Most dudes can't stand him. I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> uh, women, I think over the age of 12 probably fucking hate him too um his greatest accomplishment in life is probably dating addison ray not anymore but when he was um he fucked up oh yeah he fucked that up plenty of times just thought everybody else here's the thing the dude like lets people get into his fucking head and he reacts to other people he's a puppet he doesn't make people react no he's a puppet people control him and uh, that's a that's a scary place to be. Like he, you know, he shouldn't be as famous as he is, in my opinion. 
I don't think he should be as famous as he is. He just, I, just, I don't think so. He's not that good looking either. That's bro, what's crazy to me. I was gonna to say, like, bro, like my dog's asshole looks better than you, man. Like, but uh, there's there must be a trick somewhere because he is. He's got fucking twenty one million more followers than I do. So hey, I'm not, you know, whatever. I have true friends though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> He, uh, so going into the fight, um, Austin just basically was like, you know, I'm an athlete at heart. Uh, I'm going to take this very serious, train hard so that I can get the job done. I, I, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. Um, Bryce kind of coming in with like that pretty boy shit talk swag. I've been in over 40 street fights in my life. My two weapons, and he shows his fist, these bad boys. That corny shit. He goes, um, why am I going to beat Austin McBroom? Because I'm a real fighter. I actually do this for real. Then he gets knocked out. Then the YouTube videos start coming off. Because after the fight, they're like, how do you feel after this loss? And he's like, he's like to the crowd, like, guys, just want you to know, um, I, I'm not a real fighter. Never claimed to be a real fighter. Um, and I was just like, damn, if words could fucking come back to haunt someone, wow. it did right there, you know? Um, so guess, now it's like a trending sound on TikTok. I guess his mom made a claim that uh, the, the the fight was rigged from the beginning. He was never going to win. Yeah. So like Whatever. that that looks even worse for you because not only did you you know lose the fight after talking all the shit that you were going to win, but now your mom. Gets if it was going to be rigged, bro, don't fucking get yourself caught up in a lie. Like that sounds. Why and why would you leak that it was rigged? That's the dumbest thing you could do. No. He's probably yeah. in breach of contract. He's probably losing or getting fined. A majority, if not some, yeah. Of well, the his money. mom. I guess his mom was the one that said that. That's still, what his mom dude, believes. But still, yeah, no. Like that you makes wait you till look after bad. the fight, till your son gets his fucking punk ass whooped. To say that that's that corny. Made, that that that's a loss on top of a loss. That's so corny. That's sore loserness right there. That I would tell my mom like I am voluntarily being disowned by you after saying that. You don't ever say that. He was supposed to buy his mom a house with the million he won from knocking out <laughs> Austin. Buy a box now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, he is $3 million richer after the event, guys. Let me know what you guys thought of the event. Um, any potential matchups that you guys might want to see between content creators. And if you guys say me and Tommy in the comments, I'm going to fuck you up. Don't. Don't say stupid do shit. Don't. Um, guys. But I will. Not him, but somebody else. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, now available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. <laughs> subscribe to those channels. Share it with a friend when you're at that little summer barbecue or you're out there cabrooing with your boys. Use that Bluetooth speaker. Put us on blast. Start start listening to it, jamming out. You know, I mean, if they really, if they, we got to give the people what they want to see. So, if anything, we maybe can tie one arm behind our back, our strong arm behind our back, and fight each other with our weak arm. Jesus, that sounds incredibly unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, tell us what you guys think. Yeah, I guess let us know. I mean, I guess I gotta start fucking doing curls with my other arm. Start doing push-ups. Start switch hitting, if you know what I mean. One arm pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all love, all love. Guys, before we end this video, another uh, quick message from our proud sponsor, Life Widgets, now available Apple and Android app stores. Guys, I know that I don't like getting on certain apps, allowing my location or my data to be shared, and when they ask... And I say don't allow. I still know they're stealing it. There's tons of scenarios where it's actually came back to haunt the you know the the uh, mega mega corporations that are. 
Um, and for me, I find comfort in knowing that Life Widgets is never going to sell my information. Their only job is to be there to provide a source of communication amongst me and my peers or an employer. And there's no third parties that get in the way of that. A lot of times you'll see, especially when you're communicating as a consumer to the to the company, that there's a third party involved that you often don't even realize. That's usually taking a, a portion of the profit away from you and the company, making things complicated, and overall gathering your information. With Life Widgets, that's a thing of the past, guys. I promise you that. Not to mention, you guys can have your bank account information set up. So when you hit the bar with a perfect demographic shown to you by Life Widgets, at the end of the night, from a touch of a button, you can make a payment and leave your tip. Not to mention, guys, you're going to be here soon having uh, the ability to purchase vehicles, uh, find housing, whether it's rent or to purchase. There's so much that is in the works. And if you guys want a chance to win one of the three cash drawings, all you have to do is download the Life Widgets app and add me as your first friend at Tristan Taliano on Life Widgets. We're going to be doing that drawing at the end of this season, episode 10. Guys, run those numbers up. If you, someone you know, could use that extra jack, tell your friends. You guys don't have to be listening to it, watching it. I will get a hold of you as soon as the drawing is done. But we will be doing that live at the end of episode 10. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. As always, it's good to be here. I'm allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get high, baby. Later, guys. <laughs>